Welcome to the Hope on the Way podcast with Father John Ahmed. John is the coordinator for the Christian Ecumenical and Missional Society of St. Patrick and St. Aidan, and he's the founder of Hope on the Way Ministries. Now, join Father John and discover hope and relevant answers in following Jesus, who is the way and the truth and the life. The Lord be with you. Do you remember the last time someone gave you a useful warning? In Scripture, God often predicts the future, not to impress us by His knowledge of the future, but God will often reveal the future because He wants you to know the future so that you will be warned about the pitfalls and the dangers of the events that will happen in the future. And in the passage that we just read, Mark 13, 1-8, Jesus warns His disciples and He warns you all about two things. And in verse 5 of Mark 13, Jesus says that we're to watch out that no one deceives you. And this could literally be translated as watch out that no one leads you to wander from the path. Wander from the way. And this word watch out is a continual action that begins in the present and continues on into the future. It's not like, hey, I'm just supposed to watch out when I cross the road both ways. No, you're supposed to be watching out all the time. Especially spiritually. You're to keep your eyes open. You're to be focused and attentive. Because Jesus says deceivers have come. Deceivers will come. And they will deceive many. One of the greatest deceptions in the church today, one of the greatest deceptions in the church today is that few people believe that they are deceivable. Very few people in the church believe they're capable of being deceived. Now it's one thing to have some contention about smaller points of doctrine. Jesus is warning us about major issues. And when Jesus says, watch out that no one deceives you, who is He talking to? He's talking to Peter, James, and John, and Andrew, and Matthew. He's talking to people who have followed Him around for three years, seen what He had done, heard what He had taught, and He's telling them to watch out, all the more so you. Folks, take it to heart, but don't take it personally. You are able to be deceived. So am I. Where do you think deceivers come from? I think some of the people who deceive faithful Christians come from the outside. I know people have been deceived through what we would call cults. People have been deceived through maybe what we would call New Age. 
But in this age, in this age that we are in, we are seeing greater and greater trend that most of the deceivers are coming from within the church. And we could spend a lot of time talking about deceptions that have crept into the church and are threatening the church. When I mean the church, I mean the church universal. Not just your church. Not just my church. I think one of the deceptions the church is facing today, especially in light of Mark 13 and Jesus' prediction to watch out about deceptions and to be prepared for hardship and troubles and tribulation, comes from the hyper-grace, the hyper-happiness, and the hyper-prosperity. Without the word hyper, there's nothing wrong with those things. But when you add the word hyper-grace, hyper happiness, hyper-prosperity, these deceptions are coming from within the church. In John 16.33, Jesus said, I told you these things that in Me you may have peace. Because in the world you will have what? Tribulation. It's a promise. It's a guarantee. But take courage, Jesus said, because I have overcome the world. And He overcame the world in His sufferings and in His crucifixion. Not with His happiness. Not with His material possessions. Not with His permissive grace that we can do anything we want whenever we want. As long as we feel it's right. Because God has already forgiven us. The troubles that are in the church and that are about to come into the church in greater measure will cause people to wander and leave. In fact, I think that Jesus' greatest concern and the greatest concern of the apostles in regards to troubles, to be careful that troubles are coming, that the most grievous ones did not come from without, but they came from within the church. Through deceptions, through troubles, through division and schism. If you're listening to me today on the internet, if you've wandered away from the church and you're defending, you're defending the fact that you wandered away from the church, you are in grave deception. If you're listening to me today and you've wandered away from the church and you're not verbally defending it, well, then you're just in rebellion. Regardless, you need to come back to the church. It's time people came back to the church. Whatever troubles drove you away, whatever deception, whatever sin, whatever evil drove you away from Mother Church, come back. But just don't go back to any church, folks. No, no, no. Come back to the church that is humble and faithful and is shepherded by humble and faithful pastors and priests. And don't worry about how small or big they are. God isn't impressed by that. In fact, as as trouble and as persecution and as deception rises in the church, the church will get smaller for a time before it gets bigger. But I tell you, when these things come full-blown and the Antichrist is revealed, 
and the end of the age comes, the church will explode like it never has before, but it will explode at the grassroots from little, little churches that meet in homes. The United States is thus not our model for church growth. China is. India is. One of my priest's friends says is that if an earthly language was spoken in heaven today, it would be Mandarin. Because there's more Mandarin Chinese in heaven than anybody else. That's how many churches have been raised up from the end of World War II to today in China. Come back. And once you're back, I want to encourage you, get formed in your faith. None of us are deception-proof, but we can help ourselves become as deception-proof as we can by being formed in the faith. If you haven't gone through catechism, get get into catechism, adult catechism. Send your kids to, to child catechism. There's some wonderful materials for evangelicals listening today. Navigators Growing in Christ series. Wonderful series. That's where I started. My mom sent me to catechism and then eventually someone took me through the Navigators Growing in Christ series and really founded me in the faith. I'm also fond of the Alpha Course. Wonderful way to learn and get founded in the faith. Jesus warns you to watch out for religious deception. The next thing that God wants you to know the future because he wants to warn you is that he doesn't want you to be alarmed. Jesus said, when you see these troubles happening, don't be alarmed. Verse 7, don't be alarmed. Another way to say that is don't get unhinged with fear. Don't get unhinged with fear. One of the number, one of the number one Ailments in Western society is something related to fear. Anxiety. Anxiety. Can unhinge us. And the message of the day for a generation suffering with anxiety is be afraid. Be afraid. Wear your mask. Take your shot. Get your vax passport. Don't gather together, but scatter. Be afraid. And the more afraid you are, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that this COVID pandemic is not real. It is real. It is lethal. But the more afraid that you are of it, the more you're easily controlled. And the more the church of Jesus Christ will be easily controlled. Now I could go through a whole list of things that are happening in this country and in the, developing, in the developed world, in the Western world, that is outright autocratic, is statist, is controlling to the nth degree. And many are accepting it. Losing their civil liberties because they're afraid. I've even heard pastors defend these kinds of things. I've heard believers 
speak out angrily against pastors of the United States and Canada and Australia has pushed back against the government. Against unequitable restrictions and mandates. I hope that I'm a faithful priest. And I hope that I'm a faithful American. I want you all and whoever listens to this message to hear this very carefully. I'm willing to be governed but not ruled. I have one King, and that is Jesus Christ. And He is coming again in power and glory. But before He comes, all hell will break loose. Don't be alarmed, Jesus said. These things have to happen. They have to happen. Not that they may, but they're going to happen, He says. I love all my brothers and sisters who believe in the pre-tribulational rapture of the church. That is, that Christ will come back at the beginning of the tribulation period, the end time period, and snatch away all the believers. Folks, that teaching was, was unheard of until the 1800s. It has never been a part of the historic Christian faith until the mid-1800s. The church will go through to the end of the age when Christ comes in glory. And as the trend towards end times events accelerates. Out of the church will come many deceivers and an apostate church will rise up. And the greatest persecution that the church has ever faced will happen in those days. Maybe days that are, that are about to happen. And that persecution will be most severe by the apostate church. The church that perverts the gospel of Christ. The church that perverts the gospel of grace. The church that perverts the, the gospel of redemption. That apostate church is here and it is rising up. And it is teaching the doctrines of demons. LGBTQ theology. Doctrines of demons. We're not here to persecute them, but we don't want to be persecuted by them either. God calls me to speak the truth in love, and it's not loving to lead people in their sin. In fact, it's demonic. Churches that are teaching racism in any form, in any form. Critical race theory is a doctrine of demons. Full-blown critical race theory. Hyper-grace, doctrine of demons. Hyper-happiness, hyper-prosperity. Jesus died so you could be wealthy. Doctrine of demons. In Matthew 4, 1-20, Jesus tells a very familiar story, the parable or story of the sower. A sower went out to sow, and some fell on the path, some fell on the thistles, some fell on good ground. The two things that, that cause people to be led astray is first of all the worries of life and wealth. And I think that could also be the worries of life and the comfort of living. Because life can get comfortable and that comfort can lead you astray. And the other is persecution. Some fall away, some get led astray because persecution comes up. Folks, if you're a faithful Christian, 
If you're an apostolic Christian, if you're a Bible-believing Christian, I just said the same thing, you are going to be persecuted. You're going to be hated. People are going to say bad things against you. Your family might disown you. Isn't that what Jesus said? He said, I've come to bring a sword, not peace. Because of me, a a daughter will be set against her mother-in-law, a son against his father. What we have to do to stop from being alarmed by what is going on now and will accelerate and become even greater as the acceleration towards the end of the age increases is that we're going to have to acquire a post-Christian mindset. A post-Christian mindset. And the first thing that comes with that mindset is to know and to, to, to tell yourself over and over again is that Christendom is over. Christendom does, not, does no, longer, no longer exist. The age my grandparents grew up in where Christianity was the favored religion in the West, where pastors were respected, where churches were seen as valuable things in society, where faithful Christians were were accepted as the norm in this society, that age is over. Christendom no longer exists and it's going to eventually fade away. In the post-Christian mindset, we have to accept the ideas that we're going to be persecuted. They don't want you to speak out. But even if you don't, they're not going to accept you. They're not. The children of this world will not accept you, even if you don't speak out, even if you don't ruffle their feathers. In the post-Christian mindset, we have to start looking for revival at the grassroots rather than in football stadiums, in big basketball arenas. We have to reach people house by house. The Holy Spirit's power is going to have to invade house to house just like He did after the day of Pentecost when the believers met house to house. Faithful worship communities are going to be smaller. They're going to be led more and more by co-vocational leaders, co-vocational pastors and priests. And I believe that as the things Jesus predicted accelerate, is that more and more churches and believers are going to want to be apostolically connected. And one way they're going to want to do that, and one way they're going to need to do that, is understand what the apostolic fathers taught. If you're listening to me today and you've never, you've never considered this issue, it's super important today. We certainly have Scripture, and we test all things by sacred Scripture, but there are some things in Scripture that are a dividing line between people who call themselves the church and others who call themselves the church. Who is right? Look and see what the fathers of the church taught, those who were the successors of the apostles. What did they teach about same-sex marriage? What did they teach about Christian living and holiness? What did they teach about the Eucharist? 
What did they teach about martyrdom and suffering? What did they teach about prosperity? What did they teach about happiness? We have to acquire a post-Christendom mindset. And we need to begin living missionally. And when we begin living missionally at the grassroots, incarnating the presence and ministry of Christ in our lives, then we will slowly but surely begin to re-evangelize the nations who've forgotten their inheritance in Jesus Christ. See, God warns you about the future because He loves you. And if you've never joined Christ on the way, you've thought about it, I want to invite you today to join Christ on His journey. He's coming again. And sooner than later, come to Christ. Those of you who have wandered from the path, you've wandered away, come back to the faithful church. Not just any church, but the faithful church. Come and, and become formed in the Christian faith that was once and for all delivered to the saints through Christ and the apostles. Courageously defended by their successors, the church fathers, who were tortured and mutilated, mocked and ridiculed. They courageously defended the faith once and for all delivered to the saints by Christ and the apostles. Come and be formed and live apostolically. That is to live missionally. Jesus said, it's going to get hairy. Don't get deceived. Don't be led astray. And don't become unhinged. Know who you are. Know that you were created for such a time as this. And know that Christ and His apostles founded the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. And the gates of death will not prevail against it. May the peace and the power of Christ be with you all. Amen. You've been listening to the Hope on the Way podcast with Father John Ahmed. We invite you to subscribe or follow this podcast on your preferred podcasting platform. To find out more about Hope on the Way Ministries and Father John, check out our website at hopeontheway.info. That's hopeontheway.info. Now, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the companionship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen. Amen.